if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Hour number two is underway now, 10 minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on this Monday. It is the first morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2021. As such, it is the beginning of a particular month, recognized, of course, by its race. This is, this is, this is a month that is recognized by race. No other months are. No other months ever will be, but this month is recognized by its race. And I've got some thoughts on that that I'm going to share with you in just a moment or two. But the first thing I want to do to you as we begin, or for you as we begin hour number two, is to tell you that we've got a new feature uh, for you if you really, really, really have something you need to say to me about something I've said, about uh, a topic that I have not yet spoken on, information you think is going to be relevant to this program, or maybe you just want to yell. Maybe you want to vent. Maybe you want to complain. Maybe you want to praise. Maybe you're going to say you're great. We've got a new Bob France Authority Messenger line, all right? And I want you to write this down. I want you to save it. This is not for you to call in to get on the show. To call in to get on the show, it's, as always, 216-901-0945. But this is the messenger line. You can use it in the show if you want, if you can't wait on hold, but you really have to say something. You can dial during the show if you want and leave a message. But it's mostly for outside of the show hours. And understand that what you hear, or excuse me, what you say can and probably will be used on the air for the purposes of discussion. So write this phone number down, which is just our messenger line, 216-525-1806. Save that number in your phone if you ever want to say something to us that we just cannot, that just cannot wait, rather, till the next show time, or you can't get through on hold, whatever the case might be. 216-525-1806. When you dial, this is what you will hear. Um, all right, how come, oh, you know what, I'm stupid. I've got to put that on speaker for you to be able to hear that. That was very poorly done on my part. I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to try that again. I'm just having fun here because I want you to hear the calming, soothing voice of Marcy, who answers our phones for us during the show and who, who will be the message that you, the greeting that you Thank get. Thank you for calling the Bob France Authority message line. Please leave your message for the show, and remember that all messages may be used on air. 
Thanks for listening to AM 1420, The Answer. So there it is, the beautiful voice of the of uh, our producer, Marcy. She's uh, very calming and soothing, especially when I get fired up. You're going to want to hear her voice instead. But seriously, save that number and call in and leave a message. And again, we will respond to some of these things on the show if you're unable to get through uh, during the actual show hours. 216-525-1806. Make sure you remember that number or save that number. So I'm, I noted uh, today is the first day of Black History Month. Black History Month is the only month that is devoted specifically to a race. There is no White History Month. There is no Hispanic History Month. There is no Jewish History Month. There is no Euro-American History Month. There is no Asian History Month. There is Black History Month, which is curious in and of itself, but not a big deal. Most people just kind of say, okay. I don't know what the difference is because I think Black History is American History. I think black history pretty much is part of what defines us. There have been some amazing historical moments involving black people, black uh, leaders, black inventors, black entrepreneurs, black civil rights leaders, black this, black that, just like there have been white and all the other ethnicities that I just listed. Um, so it's, it's just American history. But I want to share this with you, and I try to do this every year at this time, because it's important to hear a perspective. Now, this is a very, very recognizable voice. Morgan Freeman did an interview with Mike Wallace a few years back. Mike Wallace, not Chris Wallace. Morgan Freeman did did, did uh, an interview in which he was asked about Black History Month. And as an African-American, as a black man, Morgan Freeman, I thought, had a perspective, uh, I, I believe, really has a perspective that should be heard every year at about this time. Black History Month, you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? No, well, no. well, come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm, month is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No, I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. I, I feel like that, particularly the last part, should be played on a loop on every media outlet in America. Mike Wallace says, well, how are we going to get rid of racism? And Morgan Freeman cut him off and said, stop talking about it. Stop seeing me as black. I'll stop seeing you as white. Stop it. And I wonder what those who continue to perpetuate the 1619 Project critical race theory and racial equity in the Biden administration. I wonder what they would say to Morgan Freeman. Are they going to tell this proud black man that he's wrong to not want to be seen as a black man? Are they going to tell him he's wrong to want to see white people as just people and not white people? 
and to stop the perpetuation of that which separates us, the things that are different about us, and focus on the things that we share in common? Because that's what the man said. Morgan Freeman refuses to be a victim. No matter how many times people try to push him into accepting victimhood. Cut number two is Morgan Freeman talking with CNN. I can't even think of a word to describe Don Lemon. He is just the most unprincipled faux journalist I think that I have ever seen on television. He is just an absolute perpetual victim and race baiter who is stoking racial fires and sexual orientation fires at every turn because he's a gay black man. But Don Lemon tried to get Morgan Freeman to play along with the we are victims because we are racial minorities nonsense. And I want you to listen to how Morgan Freeman explains that. Here's a stat from, uh, from your show, and it says that the richest 85 people on this planet have as much money as the poorest, $3.5 billion. Yeah. yeah, right. That's on the planet, however. No. That's... It's not far off in America. No, it isn't far off in America, but we still, and we still here don't abandon the idea that it isn't finite. Yeah. It isn't finite if you were born. Where were you born? Me? Yeah. yeah. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge General Hospital. Baton Rouge. There you go. Louisiana. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I had a long haul uh, from where I came from to here, but here we are. Right. So proof is in the proof of the pudding is in the eating, and here we sit at the dining table. But it's hard to when you say that to some people because they say, "Oh, there you go with a pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing," and you know you're just being respectable. Not everybody can do that. Everybody can. Everybody doesn't. Courage. Courage is the key to life itself. There are a lot of people who are born in situations where they say, well, I just, I'll never get out of this. So they won't. Uh, I say to people who say, well, I, I would like to have done so and so and so. So you could have done it. So, well, I couldn't get out of here. Man, the bus runs every day. <laughs> I mean, just to make sure you heard that, Don Lemon tried to play the We Are Victims card because we're black. He said, oh, there you go with that. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Not everybody can do that. Morgan Freeman paused and looked at him and said, bull blank. And we had to bleep it out because he said the actual word, bull blank. Everybody can. It is a matter of your attitude and your state of mind and whether or not you have the courage to do so. And later in that same interview... Don Lemon didn't like that answer. He wants Morgan Freeman to acknowledge that he and and the two of them and all blacks in America are victims because of systemic racism and inequality. This doesn't go well for Don Lemon either. So can we? Can I go back to because I, I I thought what you said was fascinating because you called it bull when you said people can't you know pull themselves up. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't? Today, cannot, yeah, no. You don't? No, I don't. I know. You and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like 
religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Yeah. You know, I said, a good excuse for not getting there. You and I, we're proof. We were born poor and in the South. Don Lemon in Baton Rouge. Morgan Freeman in Memphis, Tennessee. And we're both millionaires. Don't tell me that race inequality, or race rather, leads to inequality in wealth or the ability to achieve it. We are proof. We're not getting there. Yeah. You know, I said, and it's probably get me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, said, so I know that it's an issue, but I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race, and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news. But I'm so- no, it's not, Don Lemon. It's not constantly in the news cycle. You speaking about it every single day. Victimhood and enmity. Blacks are victims. Whites are the enemy. Blacks are victims. Whites are privileged. Whites are, uh, I believe in white supremacy. Whites are systematically uh, oppressing you. And then you put it in the news cycle. It's not the other way around. The news cycle isn't on it, and then you respond. You make the news cycle happen. Sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to... I want to just go, this is over, can we move on? And if you talk about it, it exists. Right. It's not like it exists and we refuse to talk about it, but making it a bigger issue than it needs to be. That's exactly what Don Lemon's entire career is on. So as we begin Black History Month here on February 1st, I just want you to keep that kind of thing in mind. There is and there are millions and millions of black people in this country, African-Americans, if you want to go PC, I do not. I don't call it African-American History Month, by the way. It's Black History Month. So there are millions of black people in this country who are not victims, who do not believe in the perpetuation of the victimhood mentality for black people, who do not believe white people are keeping them down, and who do not believe in systemic racism. There are millions of black people who just say, I'm an American. Don't look at me as black. Look at me as American and watch what I can do. And they raise their families right and they send their kids out there with the right attitudes. And those people do amazing things because America is the land of amazing. America is the land of opportunity. Not because it's in some slogan, but because it's lived every single day by millions and millions of minorities. But those who don't achieve it and those who don't go for it because they are constantly reminded by Don Lemon and the like that they are victims and the system is set against them and that opportunity is not there for them, that small minority is the ones that make the most noise. So keep that in mind as we get into Black History Month, which is just history month, because black people are every bit of part of American history as white people are. You keep that in mind. And you try to share that message with other people. 1023, we'll be right back. And they tell you so. You should know how all the pros play the game. 216-901-0945 is the phone number. 888-281-1110 will get you in as well. Uh, let's go to Warren and bring Greg onto the phone call, or onto the uh, airwaves, rather. Greg, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, sir. Uh, good morning, Bob, and thank you for taking my call. I'm a first-time caller to your uh, radio program, but I have listened to it when I can get to it um, uh, uh, from Warren. Uh, we don't get a good uh, 
good signal sometimes, but uh, I did this morning, and I wanted to comment on uh, the segment that you just had regarding the Morgan Freeman interview with mm -hmm. Don Lemon. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been promoting this to anybody that wants to hear this. Um, I don't feel in this day and age that we think of ourselves as Americans. Um, we often talk about people as something American. I'm an Italian-American. I can trace my roots to at least three generations. I don't know about beyond that. Mm -hmm. um, but when I introduce myself to someone, if they're interested in my background, I say I'm an American of Italian ancestry. And what I don't like to hear when people say I'm an African-American or an Italian-American or a German-American, it seems like we're putting American or America second that I have some issue or an agenda that deals with my my ethnic ethnic to say that ethnic ethnicity I got this is yes thank you or gender mm. uh, or the fact that uh, maybe I you know I'm a union member and I'm a union member first and I'm an American second and I just don't think that that's the right approach we take when we're dealing with with each other that we're sort of focused on what we are but we're not they're not putting america first <laughs> well you're you're a thousand percent right and a lot of people have brought this up in recent years you know when we talk about political correctness that they want to get rid of the quote hyphenated american thing and i try to do that i really do sometimes i'll say african-american out of habit but then i try to stop it and say no i because what you just said i i should not be a european i'm a mutt you know i've got some slovakian in me some german in me this that and the other. i don't call myself a european american because my ancestry was from europe i am an american and guess what the you know probably 95 percent or more of of the black uh population of this country have never stepped foot in africa their ancestors were but they're not african themselves they're just american they were born here. Same thing for Asian, same thing for others. So I'm with you. You get rid of the hyphenated American and just call us Americans. Yeah. And if the discussion ever comes up and you want to talk about your ancestry, yeah, I trace mine back to here, there, or wherever. But me, I'm an American. And I feel yeah, like, I, and I feel like, one more thought, Greg, and then I'll let you have the last word. Um, yep. When people choose to emigrate to this country, I feel like what they are saying is, I literally want to be an American. I, I am, I'm leaving my country behind because it is not serving my purposes, not giving me the opportunity or whatever it is. Being a, you know, whatever, I don't want to pick a country, but being this in this country isn't working for me. I'm taking my family and I'm coming to America so I can be an American. To then arrive on this soil and say, ah, don't you refer to me as an American. I am a blank American because of where I came from is just completely disingenuous. You chose America for a reason. It should be the only thing you call yourself. That's to immigrants. And I'll give you the last word, Greg. Uh, precisely. My attitude, the same way. I've never been to Italy. Um, but I consider myself to be an American who has a background and in the Italian in the Italian ancestry, and I think that's the approach we need to have. Um, some people will look at me when I say that, when we're just bringing it up in conversation, and they'll look at me and like, what is he, I mean, I've never really thought about that. <laughs> and, and, and that's what I try to emphasize, that, hey, we're all Americans. We're all, we should all be working toward the same thing. We shouldn't be in any discriminatory way toward one or another, but we are all Americans. Let's get let's get down and to solve our the problems 
in the American way, not to focus on one particular, again, background or whatever, and emphasize that background over America. So I that's all I wanted to say. I do appreciate your show. Again, when I can get it, sometimes the the radio feed isn't very good from from here, but I do enjoy your show when I can get it, and uh, I hope to call in the future. I, I hope you do too, Greg. You're a, good, you're, you're a good man, and that was a great phone call. Thank you so much for that. By the way, for those who can't get it clearly, depending on where you may be, he's out in Warren. Uh, you can also try it on the FM side at 102.5 or download our free mobile app. Just search for twenty four, uh, excuse me, 1420 The Answer and download the free mobile app and listen through your phone. It's clear as a bell. We'll be right back. social justice warriors if you're looking for a safe space where your delicate ears won't be offended this isn't it this is the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer 1037 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left in the broadcast i am told (laughs) that in the short time that i uh gave that message line number out we've got 40 voicemails sitting there in uh 22 minutes uh, so apparently people have a lot of things to say, and they can't say them on the air because they can't get through, they're on hold, or they don't have time to call, or what have you. So we will sort through these, and again, um, not every message we receive is going to be brought onto the air. We will pick and choose those which need to be responded to on the air, or which will you know add to our discussion, or whatever the case might be, <clears throat> as we go. But uh, if you just turn the radio on, we have a new Bob France Authority listener message line which is 216-525-1806. That will not get you onto the air. You will just be receiving a prompt to leave a voicemail, and that may be used on air, so make sure whatever you say, you are you are clear and you are okay with it going on air. So that message line, save it in your phone, is 216-525-1806. All right? Now, the call-in line is different. That's the one you've been hearing for the last five years plus, 216-901-0945. That's what Dorothy... I believe it is called from Parma. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. My name Hello. is Doris, and I'm from Parma. Oh, and Dora. I'm just wondering. Right. I, I, I apologize. I have it spelled. Yeah, I've got you. Go ahead, Dora. No problem. I was just wondering, do you know who decided to designate February as Black History Month? That is a great question. I do not. I don't know who or when that was decided, to be honest with you. It's just been that way all my entire life, so I've just rolled with it. (laughs) Because I'm a retired teacher, and in my opinion, it should have been January, because we celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Day in January. Mm -hmm. Now, our children are learning about all these courageous black people in our history, which is fine, but... Very few of them are learning about Presidents George Washington and Abraham Lincoln in February, which, when I grew up, that's who we learned about in February. You know, uh, I'll be honest with you, well, you know, because President's Day is in January, as well as Martin Luther King Day. So, you know, to me, what that says, uh, Dora, is that the same thing that Morgan Freeman was saying. 
Why are we relegating uh, the the history of one race in this country to a month when black history is American history? Just like, you know, Abraham Lincoln and, and George Washington are part of American history. I just think it's, it is bizarre. And in a way, it's almost a little bit condescending. And I think Morgan Freeman feels that way. I mean, there you think that I need to have my own month as if my, as if, you know, my history and my ancestry, you know, black, uh, my black ancestors history is separate or different from that of America and that you have to give me my own month and say, this is your month. I think it's a little condescending to a lot of people. And, and you know who else would think it's condescending? Mike Wallace in that interview when he said, well, I'm Jewish. And Morgan Freeman said to him, well, where, when is your Jewish history month? Do you want one? And Mike, Mike Wallace said, no. <laughs> he said, well, then why do I want one as a, excuse me, as a black man? Uh, I don't think it should be celebrated in January or February. I think it should be celebrated and, and studied and discussed in the same way that all American history is discussed 12 months out of the year. Well, when I grew up, we would celebrate Abraham Lincoln's birthday in February, February 12th, and George Washington's was February 22nd, and President's Day is in February, and it seems like our children nowadays are not being taught about our great presidents, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Well, they are, and, actually. First of all, two things. Number one, thank you for correcting me, because I think I mistakenly said President's Day is in, in January, and, and obviously it's not. It's coming up, in fact. Um, but what you just said, Dora, as a, as a former teacher, um, the way you taught George Washington and Abraham Lincoln is very, very different than the way George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, any of the founding fathers, any of the great historical figures that contributed to this wonderful experiment that this great republic is. They're taught very, very differently now. They are taught about the evils of George Washington. Forget his heroism in defeating the British. We never would have this country if it weren't for George Washington. We just wouldn't. Forget that, but just focus on the fact that he owned slaves. Forget, forget the fact that Thomas Jefferson contributed and wrote the Declaration of Independence. He owned slaves. He's evil. Take his statues down. Abraham Lincoln, for crying out loud, who actually signed and wrote the Emancipation uh, uh, um, uh, Proclamation. Same story. Uh, he allowed slavery to exist, uh, you know, before that time. So they're being taught to white, that's the wrong word when I say whitewash, but to literally wipe out American history as we know it and rewrite it through the lens of victimhood. Victimhood, privilege, and supremacy. And, uh, that's the, sh- the real shame of it all. Dora, they're list, they're literally, being taught the opposite of what they should be being taught about these great figures in our American history. Right. I agree with you, and I agree with Morgan Freeman, too. Thanks very much for taking my call, Bob. Thank you for making that phone call. God bless. I appreciate that. Um, there, There's one more clip that I want to play. Um, I, I played three clips, one of Morgan Freeman um in his interview with Mike Wallace saying, I don't want a Black History Month. Why would you relegate my history to a month? My history is American history, and he's right. And then I played you clips of his conversation with Don Lemon, in which Don Lemon tried to say, we're black and we're victims. Come on, Morgan, we're victims. We can't pick ourselves up in a systemically racist country. And Morgan Freeman telling him, bullcrap. Look at you and me. We are proof. You absolutely can. This is a clip that's a little different. Um, if you recall Ben Carson, who was Donald Trump's HUD secretary, Housing and Urban Development Secretary, he took all kinds of heat from the left. 
because he said that poverty is a state of mind. You remember this? About two years ago. Yeah, three. It might have been in, in 20, 2017. I'm going to call that three years ago because 2021 just started. I think, in fact, it was oh, here. I do have it. It was June of 2017. So the discussion about, you know, poverty came up, obviously, and, and, you know, people talking about the disproportionate rate of black poverty to white poverty and wealth, the wealth gap, and this and that. And, that. and Ben Carson said poverty is a state of mind. And he got ridiculed for that. You know, he was called an Uncle Tom and this and that and the other. But he had a point that just completely eluded, as most good, common sensible points do, the minds of the American left. Poverty is a state of mind insofar as if you accept poverty as your fate, you will never rise out of it. If you say, I can get myself out of poverty... I can make the right decisions and the right choices, then I will. So it is a state of mind in that regard. And I remember at the time saying what Ben Carson said is the same thing that Morgan Freeman said. Listen. There's the greatest idea. Uh, We have a much more vibrant society when we don't have such a vast chasm between the haves and the have-nots. We need uh, that middle ground that we call the middle class the people who buy everything, people who use the uh, products that the rich are creating, if they're creating anything other than wealth, right? right. So it's, it's what's happening with the Chinese economy right now. They're changing their whole outlook because they need consumers. Yeah. And without a middle class, you're not going to have consumers. You're not going to have it at the level that we normally would have it. So can we? Can I go back to because I, I I thought what you said was fascinating because you called it bull when you said people can't you know pull themselves up. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't Today? or cannot? Yeah. No. You don't. No. I don't. I know. Hey, you and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. I think poverty to a large extent is also a state of mind. You take somebody who has the right mindset, you can take everything from them and put them on the street. And I guarantee you, in a little while, they'll be right back up there. And you take somebody with the wrong mindset, you can give them everything in the world. They'll work their way back down to the bottom. So, you know, a lot of it also has to do with what we teach children. Uh, Because... Uh, parenting is a, a very difficult job. You have to instill into that child the mindset of a winner if they're likely to become a winner. If you're always telling them they're no good, they're rotten, they hear that constantly, they see that around them, then it shouldn't surprise anybody that that's where the vast majority of them are going to. I remembered that from three years ago um, because, again, because of the abuse that was heaped upon Dr. Carson, a proud black man. And uh, people said, oh, my God, is somebody starving and unable to pay their medical bills? Is that a state of mind? What's wrong with you? And, of course, he was right. So was Morgan Freeman. 
It's a state of mind if you let it define you and if you let it dictate where you stay. Put a man with the right attitude in a situation of poverty and he will work his way out of that poverty through some sacrifice, certainly, studying, working hard, getting promoted, improving his situation. Put a person with the right attitude, they won't be poor for long. Because of the state of mind, because of their belief that they are inherently better than that. Put somebody with the wrong state of mind in a situation like that, and they're going to stay in it forever. Give them free stuff so that they won't be poor, and they will still find their way to go back down to being poor because they didn't learn what it took to keep it and maintain it and to grow it and to to thrive from it. In that regard, he's a thousand percent right. Same thing that Morgan Freeman said. But neither one of these two guys... Are, are featured by, you know, the American left that is trying to perpetuate racism and race baiting in this country, teaching critical race theory, teaching that uh, America is fundamentally and systemically racist and blacks and other people who are of color have no chance to escape it. They have no chance at all. They are always going to be suppressed oppressed, victimized because of the color of their skin because white people are going to continue to oppress and suppress and victimize them. You teach a man. I mean, you know, this isn't rocket science. This isn't new. It's just that the left will listen to a Don Lemon. They'll listen to an Al Sharpton complain and cry about their lot in life and how they are perpetual victims. And we need critical race theory to be taught in schools to teach little brown kids that you don't have a shot in a white world, and to teach little white kids you are so lucky and privileged, you are keeping the the, your black classmates down because it's in your nature, because of the color of your skin. They're teaching those things and then wondering why we have racial or uh, wealth inequalities. Or, in the Democrats' new vernacular, inequities. They do not believe in equality. Because equality just means everybody has the same opportunity. Inequity, or equity, means that everybody ends up the same and has the same amount of stuff, regardless of what they put into it. The left is pushing equity, which is bogus and dangerous. Not equality, which is what this country was built upon for all races. So, believe me, I'm going to recognize Black History Month for the next 28 days. You better believe it. And we're going to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it from the perspective of history and reality. Not this fantasy that this is such a systemically racist country that black people have no chance. You want to study black history, study the history of America. You'll find black history there. You don't need to separate it or specialize it. I'll be right back. Okay, 1054, final segment of the broadcast. We'll squeeze a call or two in here before the top of the hour. Donnie, waiting in Euclid on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Donnie, go ahead, sir. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Donnie. I I just wanted to make the quick point that what I don't like, and, and I haven't, and I and I go back even, even, bef- even before Donald Trump was president, 
it seems to me like there's been a gradual but yet steady uh, de-emphasis on the uh, birth on the commemoration of the birthdays of of uh, Abraham Lincoln and, and uh, George Washington, and then and then there's this 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 overemphasis on things like this idiotic uh, 16 and 19 project, which really doesn't have anything to do with anything. And what what what, what really grates me is there's always this talk about yeah George Washington owned slaves, for instance. Well, what these people fail to get through their thick skulls is that if George Washington would have freed the, the, the slaves that he had inherited and let the, and just let them walk up, walk away, it probably would have been less than an hour that some slave owner would have picked them up. He wanted to, he wanted them to learn how to read, wanted them to educate themselves and learn how to do different jobs. Before he before he uh, let let them go free, it's a, so, it's a multi layered onion that you're talking about here, Donnie. And you're right about a lot of what you're saying. It still won't satisfy many, including myself. You know that he he did and and will forever be known as having owned slaves. But yes, there's context in terms of uh, inheriting them. This is the way that the lifestyle was at that time. And telling young people growing up that your parents are stupid and wrong because you're owning slaves it was very very rare in that point of time. But the key here is not to say that George Washington mm-hmm. did not make mistakes. And thank you, my friend, for the call. I'm going to finish this thought. That John, that uh, George Washington wasn't a flawed human being who made terrible mistakes and terrible judgments on these things. He did. So did Thomas Jefferson, and so did all of the others uh, founding fathers of this great nation who who, um, uh, who who were slave owners and who were part and parcel to the problem. But what needs to be known is that there has never been a perfect person on the face of this earth before or after Jesus Christ. That is the only one among us, and it's not among us, he's above us, who has, who is perfect. So what we do is let's, let's measure the totality of the man or the person. And let's look at George Washington without his leadership and his courage and his bravery and that of many of the others we're talking about. Had they not done what they did, 330 million people wouldn't be free in this country right now. And the billions who have lived since this country was founded would not have freedom right now. Literally, this wonderful republic that we enjoy and take advantage, take for granted, by the way, it would not be here. The, this greatest force for good that this country has been since its existence, since its inception, would not be her word, not for the efforts of those men. So, you know, directly, did they own slaves? Yes. Indirectly? And directly, did they literally create freedom? Yes, for blacks as well as everyone else. And that's important to note. All right, I'm going to leave you with this. This is kind of a hit and run. It's not related to what we've been talking about today at all, but I wanted to get this to you so you have it. Remember how Dr. Anthony Fauci, the grand poobah of epidemiology, who has taken both sides of every single matter regarding to COVID-19 that there is? Remember how last week he said it's only common sense that wearing two masks will prevent the spread of COVID-19 better than one, right? We covered this story. We played his words. Well, in true Faucian fashion, he has another thought on that now. There are many people who feel, you know, if you really want to have an extra 
little uh, bit of protection, maybe I should put two masks on. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's no data that indicates that that is going to make a difference. And that's the reason why the CDC has not changed the recommendation. One more time, Dr. Uh, Dr. Fauci. But there's no data that indicates that that is going to make a difference. And that's the reason why the CDC has not changed the recommendation. Less than a week for after saying it's only common sensible that that two masks will work better than one. He's before another camera and saying there's no data whatsoever that says that wearing two is better than wearing one. And this is the guy that we're trusting to guide our COVID-19 policy going forward still. Uh, that's just a little hit and run for you. Take that one into the rest of your day. Share it with friends. Remind everybody. You know, by the way, here's one more hit and run. In Beijing, you know what they're doing now? Not nasal swabs. Anal swabs, they say, are better to detect COVID. Are you ready for it, America? It's coming. Bend over. They'll be gentle. We'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.